We are here with entrepreneur extraordinaire Jonathan Fight from Beyond Lucid Technologies, co-founder. Yes. How are you, sir? Health transformer extraordinaire. Um, it's actually a sad day. Yes. Um, in some places. Earlier today, there was a, a tragedy in Las Vegas. Um, it will have been a few weeks ago by, by the time people see this. But um, within that context, let's let's talk about Beyond Lucid because you guys are doing something very important um, that's that's much needed that that hopefully can help people um, in extraordinary situations. Um, what is what's your mission? What are you doing? So, in a nutshell, one of the reasons why I'm in this business, and I think everywhere in healthcare and certainly in emergency services, folks get into it for some personal reason. But one of the things that keeps me in the EMS and fire business is a, a true fascination with how few people understand what it is we do. But at, at its very, very basic level, um, when when there's a fire, a shooting, a major storm, um, you know, if, if somebody literally has fallen and can't get up for whatever reason, our guys go to work. And and it's been a remarkable... So an EMS, an ambulance, a fire truck. Yeah. It all falls under the, the sort of the global header of pre-hospital care. Um, one of the things that has been really interesting in our business and in the industry is now there's a recognition that pre-hospital care becomes post-hospital care. There's a lot with readmission avoidance, for example, folks who have congestive heart failure, stroke, a risk of falling, diabetes, who often get readmitted frequently. They also call 911. I don't have anybody else to help me, or I, you know, I, I, every time I stand up, uh, my blood pressure drops, and, and I can't get to my car, or I don't trust myself to drive, or whatever. So, basically, anything that happens outside of the institution of the hospital um, and is not specifically done under the heading of nursing mm -hmm. basically falls to our guys. Uh, but they are the first line of defense in many cases and then they are the more and more they're the repeated line of, of help. So especially in, in, morning in basic terms what does the platform do? It's electronic health record for an ambulance. Uh, that's sort of a, there's a lot of baggage associated with the concept of an EHR so it's one reason we don't usually describe it that way but at its, at its Heart, I suppose. It's it's a document, a digital document of of who, what, where, when, why, and how. So uh, I used to be a journalist in New York City. So the idea of the five W's, you know, wh what was the incident, what went wrong, who are you, where do you need to go, what's wrong, with, you know, what do you need to have done, and so on. How were you uh, treated, uh, and then where where are you going to end up getting taken? We collect all that information. We hand that information off. And actually, just last week, uh, we announced a, a formal name for this engine, this interoperability. Uh, engine of ours um, called MetaView Beacon. Uh, and essentially will allow compliant data, uh, which there are standards behind this technology, and, and whether it's our data or another system's compliant data can be fed into our engine and kicked out as the uh, clinical document architecture interoperable file. So that's what we do. We're a small tech firm. and So take us out to the future. <laughs> you know, perfect world. You've achieved your moonshot. What's happened? Well, our our moonshot actually gets bigger than even a connected EMS system. A connected EMS uh, goes by a couple different names in our industry. EMS 2020. There's now talk about EMS 2050, or what the that connected ecosystem, where if you're in San Francisco, uh, in Santa Clara at a conference, and your health records are in New York, and you were to fall and hit your head, that the folks here would be able to see what happened over there and communicate across the ecosystem. And that's being actively worked on now. The next phase of our business is actually connecting your vehicle 
critical to the end user. Um, so we call that product is very much in development, patent pending, uh, Halcyon, post-crash intelligence. And the idea being... So if you get into a car accident... That the responders on, on route to you will know who you are, have critical medical history about you, know who your next of kin are, be able to communicate that data to the emergency responders who then communicate it to the hospital. If you think about an OnStar, a lot of people know about OnStar and similar types of technology. They're great, but they're all focused on the car, the vehicle. Right? So airbag deployment, location, velocity of impact, and so on, they tell you nothing about right. who's in the vehicle. Uh, so more and more as, as the topic of safety and autonomous driving and, and what do you do about all the non-autonomous vehicles that are on the road, um, no one has been answering this question. And so we are. So we're focusing on that. That's our, our moonshot. Is that I was going to ask about, you know, there's all these extraordinary uh, new services, Ride Health, Lift Health is doing a lot where they're bringing people to the doctor. Do you uh, plan on integrating with, with these platforms? Forms as well, we absolutely could, and in fact, some of that some of that we do now, technically speaking, uh, things like the scheduling of the transport. So, right. if you need to get uh, grandma from nursing home to dialysis to pharmacy and back, uh, that the actual logistics of that and taking their health record with them is what we do now. Uh, we do it in a, in a medical transportation context, so we haven't done it specifically with Lyft or consumer transport yet. Uh, but uh, there's been a lot interest in that chariot is one of the company that's that's gotten a bunch of attention uh, similar type of uh, it's just a different setting right? right so the technology works in all cases um, we've tried to really be agnostic as to the setting of care and even the level of service uh, so the idea that if you are if you're a basic what they call basic life support which is essentially transporting you physically but you're stable um, and you just need to get from point A to point B but you don't have another way we go all the way up through air transport critical care uh, where you know sometimes the worst of the worst and you're basically a flying ICU um, and everything in between so really our, our focus has been um, whether you're online or offline disaster or everyday medical transport emergency response, we can have some way of helping with that and connecting the ecosystem. So that, again, that's our moonshot. falls a little bit into a niche that a lot of folks don't talk about. But one thing that I find so ironic is that, as you mentioned this event this morning, I call the, sound, the siren the soundtrack of the city. I mean, it's truly a ubiquitous problem. Right, um, and you find no matter and big or small. This is something where seconds matter. They can, yeah, of course. Uh, and and the amazing thing again about that is when you think about the types of opportunities to shave off thirty seconds, or a minute, or more. Um, you know, one of when we looked at this automotive use case, one thing that was so fascinating um, is let's say you're driving. I mean, you have kids, right? So imagine if you got four people in a car. Did you know that you pretty much, in most, if not all circumstances, need two ambulances to show up? Because if everybody's hurt, hopefully it never happens, but if everybody's hurt, you want to know that those two ambulances are on the way. You don't want to find out that someone called 911 while they were driving by on the highway. One ambulance shows up and says, oh man, we've got, we've got enough people here that we need more than one rig and we need something that can handle children and so on and so forth. And so when we talk about seconds, we're talking about going from zero information to something. Uh, and so 
the, the more the merrier, but we, call, I mean, we have computers on our wrists and in our pockets and in our cars. The idea that we can pull those signals together and hand them off to EMS, it's been a remarkable oversight. So you're a few years into this, you've made extraordinary progress. Thank you. Um, you're so kind, so well, kind. Hey, what, what are some of the biggest uh, lessons learned? Um, lessons learned, so in, in business school, they talk a lot about you know how to go out, structure your company and try to win customers and get your operations and your costs in order and you know hopefully that what you're selling at the end of the day you sell for more than it costs you to make right? that's that's sort of your fundamental lesson um, they don't really talk as much about taking care of those customers once you get them right uh, so the, the things that sort of keep me up at night I, I, this is kind of another way of thinking about that is making sure they're getting the you know our customer service stays where we want it to be uh, even as we grow um, collections are a remarkable part I mean, it's funny. It's it's an it's an interesting problem with all the talk about um, venture funding, uh, and we've raised less than a million dollars, and we're profitable. And the number of hours that I spend in a week telling people that they really do need to pay me for the service we offer that they've contracted to provide—it's uh, a remarkable uh, operational reality that I think you don't you don't necessarily think about. It's, it's an in, interesting point because so many companies are focused on their product and building it and getting it to market but there's the the rest of the business you right. know uh the logistics the back office the you know the office sure itself having the an office, office itself making the office. sure customers are are yeah. happy and and recurring um well people like the people that i admire most in this business like jonathan bush lisa sunan um you know they talk about things like death by pilot and that's really something that we tried to learn as quickly as possible was if, if this is something that you want, tell me you want it, tell me what you're going to pay for it. Let's get, a, let's get a deal in place such that you have a deliverable, we have something we can deliver. Um, and Otherwise you get distracted. Happy. We don't want to get distracted, but at the end of the day, maybe you've built something that would be great, but you don't last long enough in the market to, to deliver it. Uh, and that's mutually bad, right? Because right. If, if they have something that you really want, if you have something they really want at whatever institution, whether it's a EMS agency or a doctor's office or a hospital, um, they need you to be healthy as much as you want you to be healthy. And I think one thing it's taken me years to get comfortable with is explaining to the customer that, you know, I know you want something for nothing, but that doesn't fuel innovation, it doesn't right. fuel salaries, it doesn't fuel rent. Uh, so we really try to focus on the fundamentals. So entrepreneurs, health transformers, just getting started, what do they need to know? Startup health. Actually, I like that. There's your endorsement. Um, I actually, uh, it's been a real pleasure actually talking to people about you guys. Uh, he didn't, I swear to God, he didn't pay me to say this. Does anyone want to pay me to say this? But, but the truth is I think it's very real because there's, one of the things that I've always loved about this organization, we were in the second class. I think right. Unity and I discovered one another on a street corner. It's out by Southwest. South by many Southwest. Years ago. That's right. Um, I, I don't. I won't admit which of us was on the street corner, <laughs> but you know, soliciting the other. I think we were both there. We like, were. We were, and we hadn't. And we hadn't connected. Yeah. That was what startup was about. Um, I actually think it, it's it's so interesting that especially now as we've been doing this for a couple years together, that we see a stratification of different companies. Um, that really are at different stages in mm -hmm. what we need to learn. And some folks have focused on venture. Uh, one company is focusing on, or a couple companies now, on coin right. uh, issuances, right? ICOs. Uh, yeah. Exactly. You know, others are focusing on sales and customer support. Mm -hmm. uh, and the idea that I think the, the lesson I would say to entrepreneurs is you can't neglect any of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the things that in uh, I went to the Carnegie Mellon Carnegie Mellon's business business school and there was at one point we actually fought 
aggressively for a sales class. Uh, you know, there were there were courses on operations and accounting and marketing and so on, and, and nothing on sales. Right, the idea that you actually are going to have to deliver this product. And one thing that we realized was you can't have a business without any of them. Right? You have to get your get your make sure you get your books in order. I think it's so funny now that I've learned from people saying if you don't know your numbers, you don't have a business. Right. Uh, but at the same time, if if you don't know that you can make payroll, you don't have a business, right? If you don't know that you have a product people want, you don't have a business. And so I think what I've tried to, I see entrepreneurship as a catch-all, and, and there's really a ton of pieces in there, but nobody can be expert at all of them at the same time. Um, and so I've learned hard the hard way to have to delegate. There are some things I'm gonna do better, and some things I'm gonna do worse. Um, but I think the idea that if, like you say, if you focus all on product, right. for example, and you're neglecting something else, the thing's going to bite you. And, you know, I wish my business partner was here right now. He's actually on the client site oh, cool. working with them. We like that. Uh, That's good. Me too. But, but even that, I mean, the idea of asking yourself early on, do you have the people? Do you have the infrastructure to be able to do what you need? Um, that's probably the hardest learned lesson. Don't teach you that in school. It's a little do different than the books. That. So, what are you most excited about today? You're you're one never to mince words. You're sometimes a cantankerous fellow, but you're also optimistic. I, opinionated is the I, I like. I, I think that it's word. a good thing. When I'm older, you can call me. A, I'll be a curmudgeon. Curmudgeon. Uh, okay. These words, they're very. But you're also um, I'm optimistic. Optimistic. Actually. I'm very optimistic. You know, when we think about concepts like disruptive innovation, which go get thrown out way too much. But there was a there was an idea there once, and that's happening. Um, companies need to die for others to part of the it's process. The calling. Yeah, I mean, however you want to, what do you call calling or pruning, whatever it is. And and there's a ton of consolidation. People are starting to ask more intelligent questions, and that goes in our industry as well. I mean, one thing that I I found myself thinking before we started this conversation today is whether I would describe my partner clients as tech-phobic. And I don't think they are. I think some of them are. I think some of them are tech-curious. I think there's an evolution happening across healthcare. Some of it's in aging out, but it's remarkable. I have an endocrinologist in my fa- that works with our family for years who's 70-something years old. And he told me a couple of days ago when I talked to him um, that email is the best way to reach him. But I mean, ain't that something, yeah. you know? And so it's interesting that you're seeing this change. In Matt Holt has been a part of it. You've been a part of it. The slamming together of different disciplines to talk about how they can be practical, as opposed to 25 different phone calls to an IT department every day. It's right. Ten of them, with some of them together, right. and so on. Well, Jonathan, thank you for everything that you and, and Chris are doing to really change the game and, and make an impact on people's lives. It's, it's making a difference. So thank you. We're hoping. Yeah. Thank you.